0: This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today.
1: Welcome to the reel down on Paddling Fin with your hosts Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything with tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Reel Down on Paddling Finn. Another night, another great guest. Should be good. How are you doing, Jimmy?
0: I'm making it. What about you, buddy?
1: Yeah, doing good. Doing good. Th- this is my – uh, tomorrow starts the new noob tournament. You know, If if you're just getting in tournament fishing and, and you want to check it out but you don't want to spend all the money for a tournament, we have uh, $10 tournaments once a month. We do a noob tournament. And we also have a new Facebook group, but this month everybody's going to be going against me. So hopefully I try not, I don't suck it up too bad. And so yeah, if if you're trying to get in tournament fishing, it's a way to spend $10. And if you make a mistake, it doesn't really matter. Like, like we had one guy that was drinking beers out on a kayak and had to DQ his fish. And, you know, there's like people measuring fish upside down and all, all the regular kind of new stuff that people do. So
0: it's, uh, if you're, it's a good way to get you into it for sure. Yeah, exactly, well, and then you, you you can't count them out, man. They've had some guys putting up some big numbers in the last couple of months. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I think I think, think, I think a guy month. had
0: like hundred and four or something like yeah. that, that. They were saying last night.
1: That's crazy, and I am not going to put up hundred and four because I'm fishing. What's up, Pua? But uh, I'm putting up some small fish this month, so it's and not. Just right.
0: in case no everybody missed it, the real down invaded the noob show yesterday. So if yeah. you haven't listened to it. Go check it out on all your major stream services for your podcasts. You get to listen yep. to us twice in one week.
1: We talked about tackle storage and just storage and things like that on a kayak. So if you're trying to figure out out looking for a new box or a new way of story or a to store your terminal tackle, me and you both uh, some of it we do different. So yeah, check that out. Some good information I thought, uh, and found out about strainers like that. I didn't uh I didn't know that as much about as what you did, so that was cool. What's up, John? John out there in California as well. Mm-hmm. What's up, buddy? The winner. And uh, so yeah, here we go. So uh, tonight, I think tonight's actually going to be kind of uh, of a sneaky tough show. And I say that uh, what we're, we're having on Russ. Uh, Russ Snyder's, if you don't know, he's the twenty nineteen KBF Angler of the Year, or this year he's lighting it up. And I am going to go through all those stats, but um, we had him on. But looking at his tourney stats, tourney X stats today, and putting them on paper, getting ready for the show, uh, it actually kind of blew my mind. Like, I sat there and thought about like how good he's actually doing. And, um, and we all want to be better anglers, and sometimes um, it can be tough whenever we struggle. And then we see somebody who's doing so good nationally and just destroying the field. So it's hard to know exactly. Ex- the questions we should ask so everybody gets the most my amount of information from the show. So uh definitely everybody like and share the show. But tonight it's going to be really important to ask any questions that you have for Russ. So so we can really get the questions that you feel you need to help be a better angler. Because Russ is I mean right now he's the best angler or kayak angler on the planet. There's no doubt about it.
0: You know when we were growing up people used to say I want to be like Mike. I just want to be like Russ.
1: Yeah, yes. exactly, and and I'll get to some of the numbers, but also Jody Queen. Looking at his numbers, it, it's I, I kind of feel bad for Jody because Russ is having the best year ever, and Jody, if it wasn't for Russ, Jody's also having probably the best kind tournament year ever. But Russ is just barely beating him, so I mean that that just goes show how good Jody is too. So, man, uh, if
0: I could spend an hour on the water with either one of them. The knowledge I bet you I could take in would yeah. be just priceless, for sure. And he was a
1: guy I'm, I'm sure maybe. I mean, thought we're
0: going to try tonight. I'm going to see if we can do like a joint deal, me and you, <laughs> Russ Chickamauga, I need some need some help. So, yeah. <laughs> but he's probably not going to give me much because he's probably fishing that event too. So, yeah. So hey, here we
1: go. We're we're going to bring on Russ Snyder's, uh, the man that you just won two back to back tournaments in a row. To the what tourney x calls elite series tournaments, so uh congrats and welcome to the show thanks for taking some some time out of your day out there in beautiful California
2: yeah, no problem yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me on again it's always uh yeah it was a pleasure talking to you guys yeah man
1: so all right so i am going to just go through some of this all right and, and the, I know you're an you're a humble guy. And I don't want this to get weird because I'm not trying to blow smoke. Oh, look! Here's a Jody. here's the other
0: greatest kayak angler. <laughs>
1: yeah, Jody says I like spend all an hour an hour on the water with you too.
2: I I'd go I'll do some new fishing at the New River with Jody. I'd, I know he loves it out there, and he's he's such an awesome guy. I did it. Remember when I first met him? Uh, I was doing a trip to the New River with my buddy, I was talking to Christine because I know she goes there a lot. She's like, you know, who you need to talk to is is Jody Queen and. Uh, she introduced me to him, and without even knowing me, he just—you know—he just helped me. So he sat there with me for 20 minutes after the tournament, went over all the different floats I can do, and different. I mean, wow. there isn't a guy out there that—that's—that's uh, that's a nicer, you know, more helpful, humble guy than than Jody. Yeah, you know, I'm so really jealous. Of
0: circle. The what? I'm so jealous of y'all. Like, y'all's- circle of friends (laughs) i was talking to christine also one of the greatest people fishing right now and she gave me jody's number also another greatest fishing person right now i I didn't give me his
2: number we were we were were at i think we're at gunnersville or something like that for the hobie last year and she just like walked around she's like i'll find him somewhere and she found found him and that's even better yeah
1: i was sitting at christine's tournament christine's table for a tournament she didn't tell me she, she didn't introduce me to Jody, so <laughs> I guess she didn't like me. <laughs> like I, I was sitting at a table and then she comes down and I'm talking to a bunch of other people and she comes and sits at a table. I'm like, I, I was even Star Trek. Hey, that's Christine Fisher. How about that? Because I, yeah. ne- I had never met her before. All right, man. So I, we're, the, this is going to be awkward for you, I'm sure. But I got to go over these numbers. You have right. 72 total tournaments and tourniacs. Uh 22 out of 72 first place finishes, seven seconds, seven thirds, 56 top 10 finishes. So 78% of the time you're in the top 10, 78% of the time, Russ, that's ridiculous. And here Mm -hmm. just in the last June, July, and August, the last three months, here's what you've done. I mean, you know what you've done, but here's a recap for everybody who doesn't know uh, who you are Uh, on that KBF on Loudon. You got first on Saturday, second on Sunday. You got 11th in the Hobie on Kentucky Lake. 12th, your worst finish in the last three months was a local club tournament, KBF Tennessee on Avondale. That's the toughest ones. Yeah,
2: a, yeah, a
1: lot club. of the guys that don't travel are ridiculous. Uh, yeah. KBF on Kentucky Lake, first on Saturday and first on Sunday, a double win. First on the Hobie on the Mississippi River up in Wisconsin. Tenth on the Hobie on the Cal Delta first in the KBF super trail on clear lake first in that bass event on clear lake. And all, if all of that wasn't enough, these three stats are what really blew me away. You're leading the Hobie angler BOS angler of the year right now. You're barely beating Jody by point two, but, uh, but you're leading that right now. It's also, you're barely leading Jody in the KBF AOY. So you're leading that right now. And BASS they don't, and I had to get some of these numbers from like KBF. Bass, they don't have an AOY, but if there was an AOY, you would be winning that as well. So, in all three of the major elite series tournaments, what Tony X calls them, you're leading angler of the year. Nothing. Oh, and he froze up or he's stunned.
0: I'm going to go with froze.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs> He knows what he's done.
0: That's that's insane. Yeah, you like you yeah. want to be ahead of one of those things to yeah. stand back and be literally a reigning on top of all three. Like there, there needs to be another like award made for that at the end of the year if he pulls that off.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Like Mutant—that is the word.
1: Jody, dude, you're right there too, man. I, I and but that factors in. Like, does that change what tournaments you and Russ are going to fish? I, I there's not a whole lot left, so I guess it really doesn't because you've already planned what you're going to. Do. But uh, maybe earlier in the season that would put a change the factor. I I don't know, man. That's yeah, yeah y'all two and Cody and I, there's obviously a few of y'all, but y'all two right now are on just a ridiculous roll. And, and we'll get Russ back here in a second. It might be without video, but we'll we'll get him right back. But um, I I mean. As far as I know, this is the first time anybody's ever done like that. Yeah, and he won the 10 as well.
2: Yeah. So he, uh,
0: I don't know. Really he's, going, he's going back to
2: the 10. So there he is. Hey, got my phone hey. over. Yeah, it's overheated. My phone overheated. Said, uh, uh, yeah, I never had that happen before. Yeah. Yeah, usually uh, that happens when you're. <laughs> yeah, well, it's sitting out in the sun, so' in the sun. I'm just going to hold it. I'm not going to use the mic. Can you guys hear me all right? Yeah, yeah. that's fine. You're yeah, perfect. You're good. Okay, I'm just gonna do it this way, and t- I took the cover off of the case off of it, and hopefully, uh, hopefully that helps.
3: All right, All right. Yeah. away your secrets. <laughs> yeah. All out right.
1: You just don't move. So, so, is that what you do? You're you're just super slow. you're a slow fisherman.
2: No, quite the opposite, actually. Fast. I cover yeah. water. I cover water like crazy i mean i can slow down once i find them but when i'm pre-fishing i'm flying down the bank flying i remember yeah for this last clear lake tournament or the first one the kbf one uh i covered like 12 miles i only had one day to pre-fish my truck broke down uh, a few days before the tournament i lost my power steering and uh, luckily I had a friend nearby that had a garage and, and, uh, got the parts and, uh, borrowed his garage and knocked knocked that out and changed the, the pump and the steering rack and all that. And, uh, I had two, uh, I got there like Thursday night, had two hours, uh, fished a little area. And then I had only one day, Friday, only until three o'clock. I covered like 12 miles in, like, in uh, not even a full day pre-fishing. So I, I cover a lot of water when I pre-fish and. Sometimes I fish fast too, you know, and, and, you know, once I find them they'll I, I can slow down, but, um, but yeah, I, I fish pretty fast. We're going
0: to, we're going to get into that because I want to know like as much as you can say about like from start to finish, how you're finding the better quality fish, what you do, once you find that, how you break that down, but we'll get into that in a minute.
1: How, how, how do you feel like you know, one of you, when, I mean, do Whenever you win two tournaments like that, you know you've done something great like some other people aren't doing. I mean, it's how, how do you feel about that? Are you just it does like I put in the time and a yeah.
2: little little numb to it, I guess, at this point. I don't know, it's yeah. hard to kind of find words, uh, how to describe it or or what to say when I keep doing well in tournaments because <laughs> I yeah. it's kind of a lot of it's kind of unexplainable. I know. No, a big part of it must be just just being happy happy with life you know not having a lot of stresses you know my my family my parents are are healthy I'm, i'm healthy and i you know i'm not stressing about cash and uh right now and or work or you know there's so many variables or relationship stuff or you know, throughout my whole life, you know, I, it's just, there's always something that, that's happening that's kind of distracting me from fishing and just, you know, just life stuff that you have to deal with. And this is probably the first point of my life where I, I think just everything's just going so smooth and uh, just
4: not much I to complain about.
2: Just, just in an even flow, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, I, I can't complain, but it, it is a bit surreal, and, you know, I do work hard, and I've always kind of, you know, dreamt of of succeeding like this and in fishing. I just stuck with it, and uh, like I said, had had limited success, you know, growing. I've been fishing for a while. I've been doing tournaments for a while, first out of a bass boat, and now out of the kayak, and, you know, even out of the bass boat. I, I had some good tournaments and some success, but nothing, you know, nothing like this, and it, it's not because, you know bass boat many people say maybe the bass boat side's a little more competitive or something but there's really good fishermen in in, in this kayak tournaments too and
4: whether yeah. I, you know a
2: lot of these tournaments like the one i just won at, at clear lake I, i'm guessing i had close to 25 pounds and the next day there was a bass boat tournament and it only took 22 to win you know so it's uh you know a lot of the weights you know from the kayak tournament carry you know they're pretty consistent with the bass boat tournaments too i feel like yeah, and do you think
5: that To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Like
1: do you think, not to put down, I mean, you're obviously doing well. You, you've got everything figured out. You and Jody are killing it. You know, you're you're making a decent living at it. Do you think that you're going to have to make that? Are you going to try and wait for kayaks, the tournament scene, to get big enough? And hopefully you've done enough to where sponsors pay your way enough to where it can make things easier? Or do you really think you're going to have to make the transition back to boats one day? I hope not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't ever want
2: to go back because I, I, I can't don't ever a want boat to go back to boat. Stuff. I have a lot of people yeah. that, and uh, and that's another thing where I said just like having having kind of a stress free life. Well, a lot of the, besides all the the family or health or jobs or relationship stuff, a lot of it's just the stress of of owning a boat. It's like every time, okay. like, every ten trips, like something breaks, and whether it could be right before a tournament or it could be. You know, or your gra- something's not working right, or you're having to dump several thousand dollars into fixing this thing, and then just all the time it takes to maintain it, and it's just it's just not sustainable. All the the gas, the insurance, and I mean, unless you're really winning a lot of tournaments and doing well, where you don't have to worry about it. But most of my life, growing up with a bass boat, I was busting my ass working. You know, all the time, just so I could fish, Keep and boat, most times lose most of my money. Even if I broke even, you know, made made cash a check, you know, and that would basically let, let me break even for the weekend most times. Once yeah. you take into account all yeah, the all. other expenses, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's just a big part of it. I mean, I've you know, with the kayak, it's just so much less maintenance and so much more time that you can concentrate on fishing and. My overhead so much lower, you know. I don't have to bust ass and do a bunch of power washing jobs just to just to save enough money to to go on a trip. You know, Um what, kind of what what because I I came from boats. What do you think happened? Like
1: it seems like bass fishing went from. You know, I'm a bass geek. With just you know, with that the boat side, I still love that side. But like, what happened? It seems like it went from every man sport to. Like you can't even afford it. You, you can never. It's even if you're great, it's so hard to make any money to make it even reasonable to keep a bass boat.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you're competing at a high level in a bass boat tournament, it's like you gotta have you gotta have a twenty foot boat at least with a two yeah. twenty five, two fifty. You gotta have your power poles. You gotta have Ford grass, Yeah, buy, you know, all you, that you, stuff.
1: Hydrowave. Yeah,
2: hydrowave I mean, yeah. And, uh,
0: What's always uh, killed me with the bass boat thing is as it's. Evolved, it's always like, well, if you don't have a $90,000 boat or, you know, it, it started lower than that, but that's what it is now. You know, like I can only imagine what I'd love to see some of the pro anglers, actual expense sheets for a year. Now I know they've got big sponsors and a lot of help, but money is still coming out of your pocket.
3: No. So, even, if it, checks, even if
2: you're cashing checks, I mean, if you're, you know, cashing 20, 30 grand in checks for a year, I guarantee you, you know, between the boat payment, just the depreciation, of the boat too. That's what a lot of things people people buy a eighty, ninety thousand dollar boat and then you it's know sixty time, grand when
0: they leave the parking lot. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah. By the time the five, you know, five years down the road it's now worth thirty and you've lost you know, sixty thousand dollars, you know, twenty thousand dollars a year just goes to depreciation on a
1: newer boat. Fi- they finance it for thirty years, so you'll you'll be okay.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, you finance it and then you all the insurance you know, all the interest and stuff you're paying on top of it and like i said it's just for, for me it doesn't make sense and just doesn't seem sustainable like i you, feel like if, it
0: doesn't make sense for anyone and they just won't admit it
2: um yeah <laughs> unless you're i mean unless you're so loaded that it just you know it doesn't matter you, you know if you have that much money that's, that's fine but that's a small percentage of, of
0: they need to we need to have like some crossover tournaments like some major names in the bass boat world versus the major names in the kayak world and just pray that the kayak guys show up and just shut them down. So be like, look, <laughs> my five grand went way further than your ninety plus. So,
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. You're seeing more, like more, more big names, you know, Mike Iconelli was, was in the Hobie. Um, and then uh, I don't know if you guys are, will fly. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with some of the, the names out West, but, uh, you know, Jason Barofka, he's mm-hmm. one of the top, top guys out on the West coast. Uh, his brother David Barofka does a lot of the kayak tournaments and uh, convinced his brother Jason to to uh, to jump into this last one, the Bassmaster at Clear Lake, and uh, yeah, he's a st- he's a really really good fisherman. You know, I talked to him about it. He had an absolute blast, and uh, he did well too. He got he got fourth and got the big fish of the tournament. It was like it was over ten pounds. It was a- yeah. So well, since you just won, and you know,
1: we we have you here to talk about your tournaments. That the last two events that you won the. Uh, Super Trail, KBF Super Trail, West Region on Clear Lake, and then BASS event. So can you kind of set up Clear Lake for us? I, I know a lot a lot of people have seen it online, on YouTube videos, stuff like that, but can, can you kind of set up the lake, kind of tell us what we're looking at?
0: I think he might have froze on us.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll have to get him with just the – without the camera.
0: Yeah, his – it looks pretty bright. I bet you his phone is sitting there baking on the dashboard. Yeah. I'm trying to read that comment and it's freaking out.
1: He'll be right back.
0: Yeah, that it, it like he's talking about seeing the boat guys come down though. It's getting It's getting like interesting. Like I want to see it like Spark an interest in them where, like, they show, like, like Mike, like, Ike, when he came down, fished that event, and struggled a little bit, you know, he still did fine.
1: Yeah. And, he, and I'm like, things I mean, to like
0: yeah. for somebody like me, anytime I do something new that I'm, and I like, suck it up, that's what kind of I'm like, okay, I want to figure this out. I would love to see a lot of crawl. And I don't even, even if they don't like leave the boat world, they don't have to leave. But if they start like mixing it up, doing both, you know, seeing some of the big name guys with like kayak brands on their jerseys and they're fishing, you know, the elite series in the boat, and then come down and fish the bass, bass master events with us—that would be insane.
1: Yeah, I, I I think it's going to take uh, maybe another couple of years to. There he
2: So try doing uh try doing audio only. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to make a a difference. I'd still video for you guys, but yeah, my phone keeps overheating. Does it? I got yeah. my iPad here too. I'm going to try to run a hotspot off my phone and maybe use my iPad if it breaks down one more time. Gotcha. Sounds good. You should
0: be good now if you like if you're just doing audio, you can probably get it down in a little shady spot. Yeah. Cool. we we've, we've got you really clear right now.
2: Okay. Yeah, it's still video for you guys though. I don't know if I can yeah.
1: Yeah, after I'll do it. All right, so t- tell us about Clear Lake. Kind of set up the lake and and what it's like for most of us that haven't been there.
2: Well, it's a natural lake. It's uh, it's one of the oldest lakes in the country. I think. I don't know exactly. It's like several hundred thousand years old. They say, <laughs> but it's it's wow. used to. Be, well, it's a lot of volcanic rock. Used to be an old volcano a long time ago, and. Uh, you know, right, right now it's the Bassmaster rated the number one lake in the country, uh, for the past decade. And, uh, for how it's fishing right now, it is as healthy and and alive as I've, I've ever seen it. Um, it's, you know, it's, it can kind of break down the lake into two, two sections, the North end and the South end. Uh, the North end is kind of a shallow bowl, uh, a lot of grass. It's mostly grass fishing. There's a few, Uh, little creeks and stuff that come in as well and uh, uh, mostly grass a lot of docks and stuff along the bank Uh, but right now the water you know the water is is pretty low lower than it usually is even this time of year it doesn't fluctuate like the reservoirs do but it's about five I'm guessing about five feet down uh, which is which is, is pretty low especially for that for that north end most of the docks and stuff only got a couple feet of water and whatnot and um but anyway mostly offshore grass fishing as you get to the mid lake you get to some more steeper uh you know rockier areas and stuff uh shag rock and henderson are are two of the the you know probably most popular honey holes on that lake right there at the mid lake where it where it narrows down and uh as you get into the south end of the lake uh you got a lot more rock a lot of docks and stuff around there as well but it's just little bit steeper you get about 45 feet of water is about as deep as it gets in the south end uh the north end it's you know deepest spots maybe 15 20 feet something like that but you got to be way out in the middle you know you could be 100 yards 200 yards offshore and it's only like six seven feet in a lot of places up in the north end um but uh yeah there's grass down south too and some docks not a lot of wood in that lake unless you go to like one of the two uh the two major creeks that enter in like rodman slough or cash creek you're gonna have some wood and some lay downs and stuff there uh so there, there's a little bit of everything um as far as you know you can really fish your strength uh and that like um this this you know this last couple weeks it, it really seemed to me like the the grass bite um kind of dominated but Uh, A lot of times, you know, just as easily like an offshore rock pile or or ledge bite or something like that, um, could easily, you know, win a tournament this time of year as, as well. And going into the fall, um, you know, as well, it's going to fish smaller and smaller though, as, as it gets, you know, as that water drops and the grass starts dying off, uh, come fall time, it's, it's, it gets really, you know, there's, there's only certain areas that hold them and those areas just get so crowded. So, um, so yeah, it's probably my favorite time of year to fish it, though, I'd say right now, July and August is probably my favorite. And you, you used
1: to guide on Clear
2: Lake, right? Yeah, I did. It was, you know, I grew up in the Bay Area, and Clear Lake was about a two and a half hour drive, so it wasn't close to me by any means. But uh, I used to guide there, mostly there, and uh, and the Delta. Uh, sometimes Berryessa and Sonoma, a couple other lakes, but I'd, I'd say clear Lake is, even though it was kind of the farthest lake away from me out of the ones I fish, it was the one I spent the most time at. Um, and I, I did tournaments there for a while. I had I, probably my most success in tournaments was, was there that, you know, the Delta is the place I live closest to. And I fished the Hobie event there too, you know, a couple of weeks, I guess two weeks ago, it was the first yeah. one kind of kick off the, the little West coast tour here. And, I uh, didn't do so well there, and I think I've only cashed yeah. like three checks out of probably 50-plus tournaments at the Delta, that place. I've had some great days there, but it, it's uh, with the tides and everything, it's like, man, if you find them pre-fishing, especially a few days before, you, yeah, most, right. in most cases, you're, you're pretty screwed because it's going to yeah. change. <laughs> and you're not going to catch them. But Clear Lake's one of those places where once you figure them out and find a concentration of fish, unless there's like a drastic weather change or something like that you're going to be good to go in most cases it really out of any lake i've ever been to it you know patterns and and areas hold up better there than probably anywhere else that i've seen so after you won the first one you felt really good about the second one then once i saw the weather forecast and saw it was going to be the exact same thing all all week i mean from the thursday there's a little bit of wind i think right when i started pre-fishing at clear lake uh, before that kbf and then probably that thursday or friday before I know it was uh yeah anyway, I, knew, I guess i was just that friday before yeah friday before i got out there and and it, it was calm and uh stayed calm through the tournament just a light south wind and then that whole next week same you know same thing just you know light south wind each day one day it blew a little bit out of the north but um you know, it was really smoky too there was a ton of wildfires out there yeah. And there was a couple. Depending on on you know, the wind would shift a little bit. Mostly coming out of the south southwest, a little bit out of the north one day. But uh, depending on, yeah, the, at times there would be just giant plumes of smoke that would that would just come right into that little valley there, and you couldn't see. I remember what uh, Friday Friday morning before the bass uh, that morning, man, I woke up in the middle of the night actually, and just smelled like there was a campfire right outside my truck. And, uh, and you couldn't see, you know, a quarter mile, it was so thick, but it kind of helped the top water bite a lot too. It was almost just like having overcast conditions, you know, that bright, um, went away and, um, yeah, it was more of a top water deal. And, uh, I didn't, you know, there was some the KBF tournament the week before. There was some some primrose and some hyacinth and stuff like that that I was punching, but that never really came into play too much um, in the in the bass tournament, just because that that sun wasn't near as bright. Russ,
1: Russ was on that good smoke night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So the, the first event, the the KBF. Tell yeah. us about that one. How did that go for you? And it's t- two day event. Uh, I, I know a lot of. uh if everybody doesn't know KBF has been doing Saturday events, Sunday events, but this was a super trail so it was a two day event, right?
2: Yep, yep. Um yeah, that one uh yeah, that one that one went well. I'm trying to think of when I got All right, so I got at yeah, okay. I'm just trying to get everything get everything straight here. Getting the two tournaments confused. <laughs> but uh he just you know first, both times. It's, it's 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 a blur of winning. <laughs> The pre-fishing, like I said, the KBF, I only had, I pre-fished a little bit up in Rodman. I started in Rodman Thursday at like two hours, didn't really find much. Went offshore, found a couple. And then uh, Friday, I, I launched at a state park and I made, a, I covered a, a ton of water. I fished, started around the state park, ran all the way through most of Soda Bay, which is where I ended up fishing in the tournament. Uh, fished most of Soda Bay, went down to, to Henderson, fished some of the deep rock on Henderson um, Soda Bay, first of all, back up, so, so outside the state park is, is all grass and a couple of creeks right there, so it's all grass flats. And as you start working from there, it's kind of the beginning of the rock. The Soda Bay area is the area that kind of has some rock and some grass, which I really think was was a key to uh, uh, the key pattern. Um, was having that rock nearby and the grass. and then as you get into the mid Lake area of, of Henderson and Horseshoe and Shag, which I also fished all that pre-fishing. It's all more deep rock, you know, throwing your deep diving crankbaits or you're dragging a jig and, uh, did a little of that pre-fishing. I, I caught a few doing that too. And, um, then I went all the way across over to, to the narrows and Glenhaven. There's a bunch of kind of sandy area with some shallow, not super shallow, but you know, some docks with like five, six feet at the end of them with some grass. I've, I've done well there this time of year, skipping a swim bait under those docks and tried a little of that too. And, uh, you know, caught a couple fish kind of everywhere. I mean, doing a little everything, but I, I felt like Soda Bay had the most to offer as far as, as because it had the rock and the grass and the the primrose and the hyacinth I could punch. It just, it just had a lot to offer in a, in a small area where I can bounce around from one little pattern to the next. And I caught them doing a few different things there. And that, anytime I'm kayak fishing, that is...
3: to get 50% off.
2: I really feel like that's the key is, uh, you know, if you, if you catch them uh, having, you know, even if I catch them doing one thing and I know, okay, this is a solid pattern, this is a solid area, I know things might change. So rather than just trying to beat that, you know, flipping that that deeper grass, let's say to death, I'm gonna I'm gonna go up shallow and, and work some rock or I'm gonna flip some hyacinth, you know, I'm gonna try to, you know, even if I don't catch them doing that pre-fishing, at least I know that, that it's an option or something to fall back on if my main thing isn't working. Um, yeah, so after that KBF tournament, I, I started up on a couple of these islands with some shallow rock and grass and started throwing a buzz bait, and it was like, I mean, right off the get-go. I was like every three or four casts probably, I was I was getting one that first half hour. I think I had a limit in half hour and lost a few. Uh, so the bite was fast and furious and they were, they were really dialed into that black buzz bait and, um, and that bite died off. So then I, uh, yeah, went across the way and started working some, some deep kind of some a 45 degree bank with some rock and some grass patches and started flipping that, uh, with a little half ounce, uh, you know, creature bait. Uh, then the sun came up a little higher and I, I got underneath that primrose, you know, some primrose and some hyacinth, some mats with like 10, 12 feet of water under it. And I'd, I'd punch that with like an ounce and a half weight. Got a few doing that. Uh, and then once it got later in the afternoon, there was some offshore grass, uh, growing in like eight to 12 feet of water and, uh, they'd be busting everywhere. They started busting, it was around ten, eleven o'clock. They start busting on silver sides, just little tiny minnows. Uh, but oh. it was tough to catch them when they're doing, that. they were so dialed into that little bait, but, yeah. uh, you know, I started catching them. I throw a frog on, on top of the mats and I I just let it sit there. If you landed in the, on the water, they, they wouldn't touch it. You had to land on the little, little, t- they're little tiny, just where the grass just topped out and create a little canopy, was just offshore and you have to cast it right on top of it and just shake it there and just let it sit there. Cause they were there, you'd see them busting all around it. Um, but you know, just kind of. They, you know, eventually they got so, uh, so curious that once you either bust through the mat eventually, or right when you pulled it off, they'd, they'd come up and get it. And, uh, so yeah, it was a combination, all that stuff for the, for the KBF. And, um, you know, the next week, the Bassmaster, I I tried to just kind of duplicate it and run the same thing, except I started off on that shallow rock and uh i didn't get a bite without, you know 20 minutes for that last week i was like every few casts did not get a bite for like 20 25 minutes knew something was up so i started paddling across the cove to the other kind of you know 45 degree rock bank with the isolated patches uh, but on my way there i was passing some of that deep grass out in 8 10 12 feet of water and saw a few boils uh, usually they hadn't been moving into that grass until the afternoon but i uh, saw them boiling and started casting a buzz bait started catching them there and pretty much that's where I caught all my fish in the uh in the Bassmaster. I'd run to the you know I'd fish that area and they did get you know they'd catch on to me a little I run up to the bank and fish a little give them you know give those fish out there in the deep water a break and uh never got anything up shallow though every time I went up shallow didn't get anything I'd go back out deep and I'd get them and uh maybe it was a good thing though that I that I you know gave them that that time to to kind of reset each time though so I don't know
1: What's a I, I know you're an irod guy. What, what's your setup for buzzbait
2: fishing? I'm using a, uh, a seven three, uh, uh, 3 power uh, crusher series irod crusher series. I'm using it for my for my buzzbait and my frog. And uh, I was throwing a three eight ounce buzzbait and uh, throwing it with forty pound braid. Okay. I'll use that for my frog too. As long as it's not like heavy, I don't mind that 40 pound braid as long as it's more like open water not like super heavy cover. If it's really, really thick stuff, you know, I'll go to like 50, sometimes 65. If I have to, but if it's more like open water or sparse stuff. You know, I, I like that 45 pound braid on the, on the buzz bait or 40 pound braid, sorry, on the buzz bait or the frog. Okay. And what uh, you were saying, you skip swim baits under docks. What,
1: what kind of swim bait are you using? I've never skipped docks <laughs> with a swim bait.
2: I <laughs> uh, can't tell you that. That one's a little secret one, but it, I haven't even, to be honest, I caught a couple over 10 pounds at Clear Lake back in the day on it, and I haven't even thrown it that much since. But it, it's a little bluegill one, I'll say that. Can you but, tell us the size? Uh, it's small, it's like five inch. It's uh-oh. like a five inch little bluegill swim bait. But uh, they, yeah, they wouldn't hit it. I did throw a swim bait, though, pre-fishing for the KBF, and I caught two ginormous catfish. One of them was big. I caught one about uh, pushing, 8 I'd say, 18 pounds. I don't weigh it, but 18-pounder on a swim bait. And then five minutes later, I got one, and it was a giant. It was pushing. It was a channel cat, too. And the lake record, I heard, was 33. I wish I waited or had... I was like 30-pounder, man. It was huge. Um, but, yeah, I didn't... still waited. It was fun. It Yeah. <laughs> it was fun just getting anything that big. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that was on a mag draft. Uh, I was throwing that around. Getting some fish pre The wind would have blown enough. Uh, I would have probably thrown that more in the tournament. But it was pretty calm, slick conditions for the most part. With, with the mag draft,
1: do you throw, do you throw the or the freestyle one?
2: Uh, I've been doing both, but this last one, uh, lately, I've really been liking that that freestyle. Uh, just putting a six-aught owner beast hook in it, a quarter ounce. Um, it works yeah, good. I think that I seems of... small, though? Uh-huh, it catches them. Well, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, like, I, I put it in there. I'm like, dude, that hook's way too small. for. Like uh, I watched the Chris Zell. I, I think he said six-aught. I put it in there. I'm like, god dang, that doesn't fit on there, but... Right.
2: Yeah, no, it's got that big, big wide gap on it, and, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, it's wide enough. I guess, you know, you could use that eight ought, too. I think it's like a three-eighths, and I'm sure that would work, too, if you're trying to go a little bit deeper, but yeah. usually when I'm fishing that thing, it's, you know, especially the weedless one, it's, it's going to be around weeds that are in that, like, you know, three to six-foot range kind of thing, or rock. Uh, that time, with those catfish, I was actually, I was catching it on rock, but, um, yeah. But yeah, it's a good bait too. Yeah. So here's a
1: uh, Mike Morcone who's he did great recently. Uh, how do you break down a new lake?
2: Uh, well, first, you know, I'm just gonna look at the type of, type of fish I'm catching, whether I'm going for largemouth, smallmouth, or spotted bass, uh, and then just you know break down break down the cover you know, whether it's, it's grass, rock, wood, docks, uh, you know, and and you kind of look at each area and see what it has to, to offer. And, um, you know, when I'm pre-fishing, I'm, I'm going to do a little, little of everything unless, you know, unless I'm really dialed in, like committed, like, all right, I know I'm going to go way back up some creeks and, do that or if i'm gonna fish you know i know i'm gonna drop shot main lake points or you know sometimes i have an idea going in but a lot of times if it's a new place i I don't know what i'm gonna do and i just do a little bit of everything like i said the biggest thing is just to cover i cover a ton of water just you know just like i did with that clear lake tournament i ran a found an area that had a a lot of stuff to offer where i can do a bunch of different techniques and a bunch of different stuff and uh you know if i if i catch them doing one thing i you know one i'm gonna let's say i'm you know find a pattern in in one area i'm gonna do one of two things if i think that that's a concentration of fish that that can win a tournament uh then i'll just i'll just commit to that area the rest of my time pre-fishing and try to expand expand and just dial the area in and really find all the ambush points and, and really find the spots within the spots and uh just so when i go to the tournament i can be as efficient as possible and you know, another thing that I, I do is if I I find, you know, let's say I find a offshore grass spot, but I'm in an area where that's all there is is just offshore grass. There's nothing up shallow. There's no rock. There's no, what you know. There's nothing like that at all, uh, except for that one one pattern. Then maybe I'm going to take that that pattern and try to duplicate it somewhere else on the lake. Where okay, there's offshore grass that's kind of like this area, but it also has docks or it also has some rock or also has, you know, uh, you know, I'd rather, if I'm going to be fishing tournament, I'd rather be in an area where it has, you know, all alternative ways of of fishing rather than just the one way that I've caught them. If, if you had to be locked into, let's say you have between, you have good
1: fish, multiple things going on, and you have another area that you only have one thing, but maybe a bigger bite, and, and you can only choose one, like you can't do multiple ramps, what do you choose?
2: Yeah, it's just, it just just depends on the situation, that's part of it, you know, just, uh, you know, maybe that one area that's by itself isn't going to get as much pressure, too, I and mean, a lot of times boat pressure and stuff plays a big factor, and, uh, you know, a lot of times I want to get away from the crowd, I do not like fishing in a crowd, um, so, yeah, that, that that determines a lot a lot too. There's a lot of you know variables, I guess. Um, but more cases, yeah, more cases. than I, I want to try to get away from the crowd as much as possible, and um, yeah, and I want to find areas that have lots to offer.
0: To expand on that, so when you when you found what you're fishing, it, it seems like that you obviously obviously you're winning. You're, you seem to be on the fish for most of your events is that something that you're finding pre-fishing or are you finding like a concentration of fish and like what we don't see during the day on tourney x is that you're weeding through tons of you know 15s to work your way up to all of these bigger fish
2: this last tournament that was definitely the case i caught a ton of fish i mean over 40 fish a day uh both for the Bassmaster and for both days on kbf i'd say i probably caught over 40 fish and i was weeding through a, a lot of, uh, 16, 17 inchers, just a lot of them in that size range. Uh, but other tournaments, you know, I only get 10 bites and five of them on the being good ones. Some, I mean, a lot of, I'm telling you, a lot of it is just, I don't, I can't even explain it cause I've been fishing long enough to know that it, it just, you know, good luck doesn't always come your way like that. And it's just every tournament I just stumble across something I, I don't know I don't I don't know I can't explain that <laughs> well, just, there's plenty just, times just look, I know uh, yeah but yeah there's plenty of times I go out there and I you know I'll catch nothing but but a bunch of little ones and I guess the last one I could think of was a Gunnersville Hobie where you know I was catching lots of fish but uh, I didn't get ago. anything over that 17 inch range they're all 15 14 13 14 you know all that size and that happens a, a lot, you know, a lot of times, you know, you know, a lot of times you'll find an area with big fish and during pre-fish and you'll come back and the big fish are gone and all the little ones are there. And, um, lately that has, that hasn't been happening for me. <laughs> so that's all I can say, I guess. So what do you suck at?
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> is, is there a technique or something that you're like,
2: I cannot throw that, that just, it, it doesn't work. I'm not too good, you know, I'm not a really great offshore as far as, uh, you know, worm. It. If I have to fish slow and have to fish offshore and, like, use my electronics uh, and drag a worm around offshore or, or fish, you know, I could, use, I've, you know, I, was just, I can drop shot and do that, too. I was doing that at Mille Lacs and after the, the Hobie tournament in Wisconsin. We went out there and uh, had to do some stuff that I was definitely a little more, you know a little more out of my element and i'd say most most of these tournaments i've been fishing power fishing up shallow uh either flipping or frogging top water or, but you know or fishing a lot of grass chatter bait spinner baits but more times than not either power fishing or flipping um i guess when you're flipping you're slowing down a little bit but you know if i have to even just dragging dragging jigs out out deep on rock and stuff like that or or drop shot and or shaky head Uh, I mean, I can do it. I feel comfortable, but I don't, I feel like I'm way more of a even playing field where I I just, um, yeah, I feel like my advantage is just, you know, making as many casts and working as fast as I can and cover as much water. And I said, and I know, you know, I got a good sense for when I do find fish and when I do need to slow down in an area. I feel like lately I've been, you know, knowing when to do that and when to not do that, but you know, don't get too stuck on on fishing. If you're fishing, I'm fishing slow, and I'm not catching anything for a little while. I'm I'm not gonna keep fishing slow. I'm gonna start moving.
0: This could sound like a stupid question, but you can look at it. A few different ways. When you're pre-fishing, when do you consider I have found the fish that I need to catch? Because obviously, somebody'd be like, "Well, it's when you catch three or four in a few casts." But there's more to it. It's like when when do you know that you have found an actual pattern? on fish that you think could win the tournament like is there any certain thing that you look for it's it's a hard question to answer
2: if i catch a couple fish doing the same thing in an area a couple good ones you know anybody you know a lot of times i'll be going down the bank it'll be tough fishing and uh you know i'll catch one little one on this bait, and then one little one on that bait, and then you know maybe i get one big one on one bait I still don't look at it like I found something unless I keep using that bait or, or find, you know, catch another big one in the area. If I can catch two big fish in an area, then I get more of a sense that it's it's not luck and that there's there's a concentration of them around.
1: Well, Chris had a question here. Uh, now that you've kind of become so successful, are there guys following you around in kayaks, like local guys, whenever they see a tournament coming, following you around like they would KVD in a tournament or
2: something like that? No, not quite that. There's, there's a couple times I'll catch them pretty good one day, and, and the next day I'll have a lot more company at my ramp. But, uh, <laughs> but that's maybe
1: may once you, want you to get that big I rod, uh, Dakota Lithium uh, wrap on there. Yeah, you get the yeah,
2: my truck does stand out a little bit. It's a little different than the so yeah, like, that logo on the front, right? It's the whole, the whole front end is a cab. Oh. I've had this truck. I, yeah, I had this. I was the original owner of this truck, got like 400,000 miles on it. Well, I, was, I, know, I was like 19 or so, but I probably only had it about a year. And I, I rear ended a friend of mine and damaged the whole front end. So uh, another friend had a body shop. So we put a whole, uh, he's like, he talked me into putting a Cadillac front end on it. And so the hood, the fender, the whole thing is all the Cadillac <laughs> front end. It's a little different. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, so uh, if talking about wraps, you have, I, I know you have a wilderness system. And you, you want a, a native
2: and a half. Why don't you have a kayak sponsor? I will at some of huh? the end of the year. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm right now I'm comfortable fishing at a what I'm fishing at. I've had a lot of different companies approach me and make yeah. offers. And every you know, kind of told everybody that, um, you know, for right now, I'm gonna just kind of fish out of the kayak that I'm fishing out of, and um. And then once uh, once the season ends, I'll, I'm gonna, you know, I'll, I'll go with a, a kayak sponsorship, and it'll give me some time to kind of learn the kayak and, and trick it out, yeah. and uh, just do all the little adjustments that you know takes takes a while. Once you, oh you yeah, know, the boat. For anybody, kayak,
0: just to for anyone that's a methodical thinker, if he's having to figure it out, it's not a boat that he's in. So just yeah. think about
1: that, folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, and you're having such a great season. Don't change mid-season and and get out of your comfort zone. Is, is there any any hints you can give us? No.
2: <laughs> I, I, I'm
1: sure
0: everybody's approach. He's,
2: he's going to show I've up on a stand-up
0: paddleboard and just whip us.
2: I haven't even 100% up, made my mind yet, but um, but I'm I'm pretty sure. It might I'm be sure in that, that
1: Halloween Aoy Hobie. <laughs> At the end of the year. That'll Oh that.
2: yeah. That AOI. More yeah, than that, I want to make it to Hobie Worlds. I don't care if I get AOI if I even even fourth place will work because I think Jody's uh he's right up there for AOI and he's already in. So I I hear it's gonna bump down to four places if oh, Jody's my. in that in that top four. So I'd man, I'd love to go to Hobie Worlds. That would be a really cool experience.
1: Yeah, Todd had a great question here what's your most memorable win over the last 12 months? Is it the 10 or, I, I guess, kbf
2: Those are two, yeah. KBF, the first one, uh, probably, I don't know, either lacrosse last year because that's what really, you know, actually I won the state championship, which, which was a big deal uh, yeah. for sure. But then once I went from there and I kind of carried that momentum over, I was at Chickamauga Tennessee State Championship, and I went from there straight to Lacrosse Wisconsin, and uh, and came all the way back from like fifth place in points to not only win the AOI but also uh, win the tournament, and that that was uh, that was definitely special. That was, that was one of the more memorable ones, and uh, you know even though it's short, kind of sh- short time, I, you know I'd say this this Clear Lake uh, tournament just this past weekend. Definitely be pretty memorable, just because I had uh, going back you know, home, in a kayak. going back home to oh. California and fishing it in a kayak, and you know I had a I had a big group of my friends camp out with me over in uh, in Lake Lakeport. None, Lake they're not, you know, they're more just friends I grew up with. None of them are fishermen or anything like that. Uh, but they, you know, they came all the way out to kind of support me and see me and you know, a lot of them, I, you know, some of them, I still see every time I, I go, you know, I keep in touch with a lot, but there's a good number of them too, that I haven't really seen since I moved and just to see them come out and support me and, uh, yeah, and be able to hang out at, you know, this campground. We used to, we used to have big camping trips there every year growing up as a, as a kid, you know, probably in late teens, early twenties, we'd, <laughs> we'd, man, we'd take over the That's whole fun. campground. We have like, it, it'd be pretty crazy, but, uh, but a lot of memories there, so it was special going back and, and being able to hang out with a small, close group of friends and, and have all that success that I had out in Clear Lake. It was, it was really cool. Very cool.
0: Yeah, we were joking around, talking, saying that Russ just went out there to let everybody in California know that he's still the man, and that's still <laughs> his. This is still my lake. Y'all need to remember me.
2: <laughs> Clear Lake, maybe. The Delta. It's <laughs> no surprise I got spanked there. But
0: yeah, tenth. Uh, oh,
1: all
2: yeah. bad first. It was only out of 50, though. That's,
1: you know. <laughs> yeah. And so, here at, I, I guess, kind of changing pace here. Uh, a question I had is everybody talks, I really wanted your perspective on this. Everybody talks about growing the sport, growing the sport. And since you came from the basketball side, and like you said, you don't want it to turn into that. What are your thoughts on how we how the sport can grow in a positive way, without the negatives of becoming what the bass boat side has become? Um,
2: that's a good question. I mean, there's a lot of positives in bass boats, and a lot of the negatives. You know, it's more just the cost of everything, and and there are some some people too. You know, I mean, there's great people that are in the bass boat, and you know, but there's there's also a lot of kind of cocky you know, people that kind of think their, their crap don't stink, you know, type of thing. And maybe some of that comes with, with my, you know, in order to have the, the bass boat, you gotta spend, you know, just, you gotta be pretty wealthy. And uh, I guess more times than not, like people that, that are really wealthy and have a lot of money seem to be a little less humble. And, and uh, maybe, maybe that's part of it. I, I don't know. Um, but I think a lot of it too is just, not just the mo- Well, there's the cost of the tournaments too, because you know when you're doing a big high-level bass boat tournament, you're having to drop like a thousand, two thousand dollars, like on an entry fee. Okay. You know, that's that's a lot of mo- <laughs> that's a lot of money, and a lot of people you know the rich rich people maybe you know not very humble but also the the people that that are just barely getting by like you know like i was when i was doing the bass boat tournaments or a lot of other people that are just working their ass off just to just to be able to get to fish these tournaments you know when they lose they got a lot at stake you know they don't cash a check it's you know that's yeah. taking a lot of money yeah. away from them yeah. and yeah. From their family and and all that. So being the you know having the entry fees where it's at with the kayak fishing, uh, you know even if you don't don't win, at least you're not putting a big you know divot into your bank account. Uh, I think that that probably has something to do with it. I think if the the you know these same kayak guys were were spending a thousand two thousand dollars on an entry fee, you'd see, you know. It would, yeah. uh, it would be a little bit different, I think. Um, with all that being said. Protecting their water and, and not, you know, yeah. it would be more of more the same stuff that you're dealing with in the basketball world.
0: With all that being said, would you want to see any of the series have that higher level event with, you know, 500 to to $1,000 entry fee?
2: Um, I don't know. To be honest i mean i'd fish it don't get me wrong but i don't know if it's gonna i think it's gonna change it'll change the sport a lot uh, exactly. and make it a lot more like the basketball world once you kind of have you know those costs um yeah i mean i'd like to see the sport continue to grow and that's part of part of you know what it takes to to grow the sport and attract more sponsors and get you know get more you know Uh, either tv time or just you know uh, get it in front of more people you know that's uh, that's a good thing but it will come come with a cost i think by by doing that
0: i think that you know one event a year at like the end of a year or something would would be okay but i i agree i think that where they're at is about where it should stay because everybody is anybody you talk to in kayak fishing whether they're tournament fishing or just just fishing out of a kayak for fun it's the community and like how everybody's just good totally. to get along like you were talking about jody you know giving you information and everybody's just super friendly and yeah. i hope this stay that way
2: yeah i hope so too i really do i think it's you know yeah. my, my opinion it's just an opinion but i think it's it's where it needs to be right now too and it's Amen. uh entry fees are at a good spot or getting good numbers and you know, maybe it'll, it'll evolve, but I don't, I think pushing it to that point too quick can, might be a bad idea. I don't know.
0: Oh, and One, one less qu- last question on that. So as far as like getting anglers to a point where they're making a, a living on this, instead of raising the entry fees and having bigger payouts, what would you say as keeping the entry fees like they are and just having more events? Would you think that'd be a better move?
2: More, I mean, every year it seems like there's more and more events and more opportunities, and it's to the point now where you're having to already kind of pick and choose what you're, you're going to do. I know, like, this next tournament I'm doing is at Lake Dardanelle. Uh, it's the Hobie. And at the exact same time, there's a KBF on uh, on Pickwick. Uh, and a lot of people... Wheeler, yeah. On, on Pickwick, yeah, you Wheeler, right on yeah. it,
0: Stay in Arkansas.
2: And uh, I'm going to, because, you know... I have an easy decision now just because I, I won that, that, uh, clear Lake event cause it was a super trail. But if you're chasing KBF points and you don't have a super trail under your belt, you got to do the, the Wheeler, you know, instead of the Hobie. Um, yeah. so in this, you know, in this case I, I did good in the super trail, so I won't have to do that. I'm going to go fish the Hobie, but, uh, like I, said, I think there's, you know, there's more opportunities and even besides, you know, KBF and, uh, bass and 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 hobie you know there's other opportunities not just through local clubs but the i forget the name of it but the the bracket you know the bracket style tournament jbb yeah. too yeah. yeah 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 so stuff like that there's just every year there's there's just new things coming and having it you know a part of me also worries that it gets too saturated where it gets spread too thin you know i've seen that a lot out in the west coast here growing up where uh one tournament organization will be doing all right and then you know the people won't be happy with with one thing or another and then a you know a new new organization comes out and everybody goes to that and then another one you know gets you know kind of like you're seeing here luckily right now it's still everybody's still getting the numbers but um because sports is growing so fast but if you get too many trails out there too many opportunities then it's gonna kind of hurt everybody i think because they're not. Yeah, gonna get the numbers that they need. To, um, to- yeah, to support their organization. Todd you- oh, go ahead, Dan. Oh,
1: Todd Patrick asks here: are, are you interested in the KBL thing? Is that something you were at the four team or the six-person team deal? I, I'd be scared because I'm going to fish out. I'd be scared if you were on a team like I, 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 I can.
2: I think we a just have one together. Team. You don't want to know who's in it.
1: <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. I, I can imagine. And I had said that. If a Tennessee team gets together and really, like, puts a hammer down on making a real team, it would be scary.
0: I'm going to make this a picture and post it as a graphic. It's going to be, you don't want to know who's on my team.
2: Are you-, <laughs> arguing? It's, you don't want to know. <laughs> Y'all heard it first. It's already planned. It's happening. Huh? It's over.
0: It,
1: you will be on a team.
2: It looks that way. We just got it, got it together here in the last like know. few days. But from what I've seen, yeah. Well, where word, my I, I, I learn more about it. I went, you know, I got the, the kind of breakdown of it, just skinny of, of how things are going to go to you know the format and all that. And I, I said, all right, I'm, you know, sign me up. But yeah. uh, well,
1: Craig, yeah. you, you need to start a Tennessee team, uh, Georgia team, there, buddy. The uh. <laughs> Well, because I know we have an Alabama team, so we'll be playing you and uh, I know there's a Louisiana team. and a- oh, he is.
2: is it already posted? I don't know if I can t- – I could tell you who's on the team. I don't know if it's
1: – No, no, hold on. To- I-, I think they're going to do like a draft event where they – everybody does – they say who's going to be on the teams. But I, I know okay, right yeah, now
2: – I just didn't want to spill the beans on it. Yeah, but- I it's think out there. I wanted
1: to know. <laughs> there's probably 17 – 16, 17 – teams right now so hopefully if we can get up to 32 hopefully we can get a uh, uh, Mississippi team hopefully Brad Case I know he's trying to put one together and so we have a little region our region would be Craig like Craig's saying Tennessee Alabama Georgia and Mississippi that, that'd that be a great region I don't want to I mean we have a great team already set up but I don't want to fish all that's terrible. I'll give you
2: a hint though the, there's only yeah. a a couple guys, there's only I think three of the guys, and our it's a Tennessee team. There's only three guys are from Tennessee, I think. So, oh, that's
0: even worse, know. man. Well, if you if you, you brought like, Russ isn't from Tennessee, yeah,
3: so like, I you're
2: still, like,
0: <laughs> like our team They're
1: is from so from good. Five, are the lakes
2: aren't the lakes that we're fishing are, are still you know just as close for them as me, pretty much. But yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Well, I
1: was really looking forward to KBL till now.
0: And I knew this would happen. That's why when you asked me about it, I was like, nah. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> I probably I shouldn't
2: have said anything. Hopefully they still get the 32 teams. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody
0: that was creating a team just said nope, never mind.
1: Yeah, hey, if you want to put together a team, it's the best, you know, like I if if I want to go fish Hobie or anything else, I'm fishing against you and the best in the country. I I don't want to fish against you know some the B team, I, I want to go against the best guys and see how I am, but yeah, we have smack team too. So watch out for Alabama; it'll be fun. But oh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm not talking smack, man. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I take that back. But now, uh, we, we, man, we don't want to hold you up. It's been an hour. We appreciate you being on, and congratulations, no on all your success, and I'm sure it'll continue. What, what do you have coming up next after Darnell?
2: Oh. The Hobie Kusa Lanier. Uh, I'm going to do the KBF at Lanier. Okay. Uh, okay. The Hobie at Kusa, the National Championship, the at uh, uh, Gunnersville, the what else do I have? The uh, Hobie Toc, no. and at uh, Fort Loudon, and the Bassmaster at Chickamauga. There might be yeah. one other one in there, but those are the ones
1: I know for sure. And most of those are like in your region. Like that's the people. They're need all to be pretty quick. Yeah. I don't have yeah. to travel as
2: far. It's not that's a 36 good, hour drive. To, to the, to the other side of the country, which is nice. But when uh, uh,
0: either at the bass on chick or when you're down here for the championship, man, we need to catch up and hang out for a minute if you get a minute. You know, yeah. me and Dan are both down here in Alabama. Yeah. I'm like 45 minutes from Gunnersville.
2: All right. Yeah. I'll be, uh, I haven't ch- fished chick in that time of year ever in the, that's a pretty late one. It's like late, like yeah, no, November 21st. That'll be yeah. interesting. I don't know what to expect with that. Um,
1: and Tony, yeah. uh, Russ does not have a job. He does it full time now. Yeah, he, he, he I, you're I a, have I've, a, I've still been years. power
2: washing. I've power wash decks and fences, restain and seal them, and driveways and power wash houses. As much as he's
0: won and done good this year, he's only done it three times this year, but he does have a I job. Haven't,
2: I haven't done any power washing in the last couple months, but there was like a three week window in between tournaments where I was busting ass right before my big road trip i was working like six seven days a week trying to stack oh, up some money man. just in case uh just in case the road trip didn't go well but, but it, <laughs> it went it pretty
1: was. good yeah, it turned out okay for you butter
2: <laughs> not bad all right man <laughs> thank you guys yeah you know, i really like to yeah thank you for having me on the show it's always a pleasure talking to you and uh, i'd like to thank my sponsors irod fishing and dakota lithium for uh, for all that they do for me and uh it's really made it made a big difference uh yeah especially just traveling this country and uh seeing all the places that i have and those dakota lithiums you know i've been pretty much living out of my truck here for the last couple months and uh those, those dakota lithiums are a big part of what's made it possible just so i can charge all my uh my Torquedo battery fish finder batteries and finally getting rid of my damn cooler i'm sick of getting ice every two days so i'm gonna get a little tiny mini fridge to keep in here as well nice. so
0: those but. things are amazing. If you spend the money on one of the nice
2: ones, yeah, like a or something, yeah, they're like close to a grand. But I'm gonna, I, man, I spent, I've been spending like sixty bucks a month on ice. I spent hundred and twenty bucks on ice probably already, wow. in the last couple months. So I figured it's it'll crazy. pay for itself. So long, you have an
1: ice budget, like yeah. like <laughs> a monthly budget. Mine's like, you know, the mortgage, the Electrical bill. Yours is ice. And And on the
0: (laughs) other end, he's looking at it. We're like, okay, so if I win this event, I got that fridge put in. I got the front end built on my truck. So the next event, you know, that'll be like
2: food money.
1: Yeah. All right, man. Well, be good and and, uh, be safe. Travel back from.
2: Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Jimmy. Have a good one, guys.
1: Have a good one, man. See
0: you in two weeks.
2: All right. right.
1: The man himself, the 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 future legend. He's like if there's a kayak hall of fame, like he's he's etching his name into it.
0: He stamped it. He didn't have to etch anything. He's he's amazing.
1: All right, but we'll go over all these other events. And as always, if um, if we have a thirty. 30 angler limit because we can't talk about every club out there. But if you ever want us to talk about your club special event, let us know, them. we'd be happy to do it, uh, especially charity tournaments. We, we definitely want to help anybody out there. Um, but, uh, and we didn't talk about this before, but the KBF super trail out there had 74 anglers, Day one was Russ with 95 and a quarter. Damian towell who is just on fire this year, 94 inches. Greg Blanchard, the YouTube phenom himself, 93 and a quarter. Day two was Mike Ensign, 97 and a quarter. Had the big bag at a tournament. Uh, second was Russ, 92 and a half, and Greg and with 91 and a quarter. So they were both real consistent. And overall, Russ came in with 187 80, 75 beaten out Mike ensign by an inch and a quarter so that was that one uh that bass the clear lake event that was a one day one uh Russ had a hundred even that's
0: that's awesome 100. I feel like it's always like a stamp like a yeah, like this 104 is cool but like 100 on the dot like check me out yeah but
1: uh, hundred I mean that's I think that's first time it's been done since BAM did it out in California last year right I mean I so. 100 inches just don't happen. Uh, Tazmua, uh, another hammer out there, nine four and a half. we're saying his name every week. And Will Dowd Martin, I didn't get his number, but he got third. Uh, next up, KBBT Team Relay, that was this weekend, 11 teams, 44 anglers. Uh, first place was Legacy Bound, that was their team, nine, five and a quarter inches. That had Mark Coates, uh, team new. Uh, Doc Acosta, Derek Brundle, and uh, Bobby Morin, congrats to them. Next up was KBF on Tennessee, Percy Priest, 39 anglers. Uh, Adam Riser with 88 and a quarter. He got first Richard Clemens, 87 and a quarter, and Josh Stewart, eighty five and a half. and that's two people who, yeah, they're, they're probably on that team, and that's scary, both Adam and Josh, uh, I would guess. Yeah. If I were going to make a Tennessee team, those and, two, people, yeah, they would be on it. They're, they're two bad dudes. Uh, NYKBF on Cayuga Lake. 47 anglers, Damn, Darren Schwornbeck with 55 and a half, Scott Reynolds, 53 and a half, and uh, Scott Reynolds with 53 and a half. I put him twice, so there was a third-place guy. Unless there just happens to be two people named Scott Reynolds who got the same, but he I He paid don't. his
0: entry twice, so he could double yeah. do it.
1: There you go. K- uh, KBF Super Trail Central Region, Lake Winnebago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the champ, Mike Elsie, 84 inches in first, Jeremiah Burrish with 81 and a quarter, and Hernan uh, Sebastian with 80 and a half. Uh, next up, Nebraska kayak anglers on, it was a Omaha Metro Classic, Four Lakes, I think, 53 anglers. Kevin Workman got first, 83 inches. Nate Gloria, 80 and a quarter, and Andy Moore with 79 and a half. And then the River, river Valley kayak anglers on Darnell. so I guess they're practicing for the bass event coming up. Uh, the Hobie, I mean. Thirty anglers. Chris Jones with seventy five and a quarter. Fanny Formosa with seventy two and a quarter. Not name you here very often. And Chris Hartman with seventy two and a quarter as well. Kayak fishing Utah, and they had cheaters. They had cheaters. They they caught two people cheating. Out really? There. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. I saw Erin uh That's guest we had on not too long ago. She's the the tournament director, and they had. Uh, two people got DQ'd. So yeah, they were cheating that. Uh, it didn't go into a lot of detail, but definitely two people were cheating. I'm going
0: to have to look into that.
1: Yeah. They were on Jordan L reservoir, 46 anglers. And we're going to, a, I, I put that in my notes. One day we're going to do a cheating episode. I, I really want to talk more about that subject, but Chris Spencer,
0: I got to keep all my comments to myself on that one, man.
1: <laughs> I'd like to get a lot of tournament directors and kind of talk about yeah. kind of Maybe we can flesh out some things that we can change in the sport, or things
0: we could do differently. Oh yeah, who knows? Which I, not to get a, get on this rabbit hole, but for, as a majority, I feel like in our sport, cheating doesn't happen a lot. And you'd usually, if you suspect someone of cheating, they're not winning with the cheating. I mean, there's yeah. a few cases you could say yes, but for the majority, no. So,
1: yeah. uh, but Chris Spencer and I, I think these were the numbers they were the ones, the numbers that were in there today. So I'm, I'm sure they would have been taken out. I don't want to give any credit to anybody who cheated, but I'm, I'm not saying that these people did. This is what was in tourniacs today. Um, Chris Spencer with 61 and a quarter, Bill Strong second with 68 and a quarter, and Nick Brown in third with 59 and a half. And last but not least, Cincinnati kayak, fishing, charity, MLF style tournament, 68 anglers. These numbers are ridiculous. Number f- first, Jack Stenor with MLF-style tournament, 455 and a quarter inches, second place. So it's 455, and that went down to Michael Pepin with 231.75. So he won by Gap. 220 inches. He almost doubled the field. Gap. And his dad had 160 in third. So 68 anglers. First 55 and third was one sixty.
0: If you're Jim or you have to be so proud of like how good your son is and his attitude and all those things. But at the same time, you got to be like, man, why can't I beat him anymore?
1: Like Like one, you know, like, i don't know slash his tires uh,
0: <laughs> ground him he's yeah,
1: still young. Know, like oh i know <laughs> you Yeah. a big tournament coming up you're grounded
0: give me your chatter baits your buzz baits that you're out like <laughs> he's,
1: he's so good you know he he ain't going to get grounded for anything so, yeah
0: well and there. Check got his uh charity tournament coming up if you have not yep
1: exactly sign up fred it's not much Twenty, thirty dollars something like that. You can find it on tourneyx.com. I don't have the information right now, but yep. Check that out. Um, and as always, thanks again to Ross and, and thanks for, li- yeah, probably serious. <laughs> he has like bass arm. He yeah. has a bass leg. His whole body was just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but uh, yeah, thank y'all. Thank y'all for listening as always. And we'll be back again next week. And as always, make sure to wear your PFDs.
4: Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on paddle in Fin. on all your jig and tackle needs.